Hey guys, Paul here from Content Academy and in today's show we talk about how to create content people actually want to read. We go deep on understanding the value proposition of your content. We then speak about the questions you need to ask to figure out if that content is actually worth creating and then we discuss how you should actually go about qualifying people to become followers, fans, even customers of yours. So for that and a whole lot more, stick around. Creating great content Finding an audience, building engagement, monetizing your blog. This is Content Academy. Yes, hello, and you're very welcome along to the Content Academy podcast. I'm Phil McGrath, joined as I am every week by Miss York Caffrey. Paul, what's up with it? Oh, good, Phil. It's a sunny day in Dublin, and I am enjoying it. Yes, what seldom is wonderful. It's been a cracking day here in Dublin, and we're back behind the mics once again. And today, Paul, it's all about how to create content people actually want to read yes uh something which is very very important if you produce any sort of online content even if you're vlogging you have to have a reason why people would want to actually watch and so that's what we're going to speak about today uh, and it really is kind of getting yourself into into the mindset of the say the the reader coming along to your content and how they judge it because all too often we see bloggers just race and throw blog posts out there not too much talk put into what benefits going to give people. And all of a sudden it's just, you know, there's a piece of content there, but it doesn't really do anything for us. So how can we put a little bit more thought in that actually gets us a lot more results out the other end, I suppose, is really what we're going to focus on. And there is no interviewee. It's just going to be myself and you shooting the proverbial, as they say. So yeah, looking forward to that, going back to basics. Yeah, just the two of us. So, yeah, I mean, really, there's a couple of different ways we could go with this. Um, really, what, I, what I'm thinking, it kind of comes down to is there's a couple of different parts that you probably want to, to be establishing. Um, and the first is kind of understanding the value of your content itself. And before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's show, folks, don't forget that you can still sign up for the 30-minute blogger mini course. It's a free six-part email delivered course that'll teach you how to create better content, drive more traffic, and overall increase the value you bring to your readers. So if that sounds like something you're interested, head on over to content.academy. You'll see a sign up there on the homepage and come and join us. Finding your voice, building your tribe, increasing engagement, this is Content Academy. I guess when you're, you know, creating a piece of content or you're, you're, you know, certainly you have the idea. Typically, we have the idea because we think that's really good. That will actually help somebody or, or that will be of interest. So you get that brainwave, oh, that spark, yeah. the, little, the little excitement. Yeah, that sounds like this is the best idea. I'm going to write this down. This is genius. It. Yeah, so how, how do I capture it? So, so how do we actually filter that out and see, is that genius? Do people actually want it to know? Does anybody that? actually care? <laughs> yeah, does anybody care that I struggled to run two miles today and it nearly killed me? Probably not, so I'm probably not going to talk about that. But uh, there's a couple of questions that we can ask. So um, really what we're kind of thinking of, well, what's the decision-making process of our readers? And that's, that's the reasoning behind it. So I suppose first thing is, you know, will it help will help them solve a problem. You know, secondly, how much time is it going to take for, you know, a reader to consume your content? Because at the end of the day, even though it's free content, 
it is interestingly the most valuable resource that anybody has because if they're going to get dedicate their time to it, although it's free, they can't get that time back. So you want to make it worthwhile. And then we kind of come to the stage of, well, is there any additional resources needed? And so, for example, the more additional resources needed, the less likely someone is going to actually go and read your blog post. So, you know, case in point, if I pull together an article about how to use Adobe Premiere uh, for video editing, well, you kind of have to trial or really buy the software. So people are going to come along. Maybe they want to learn how to edit videos, but if they're going to buy the software, they're probably not going to make that leap off a couple of sentences of your paragraph of how to use it. Yeah. So you're qualifying people out. Um, other, other stuff which is quite interesting is, you know, what, what are the potential risks if people follow your advice? So you know where I'm going with this, Phil? No, I don't. So you mean the chance okay. that they might actually achieve? So, but... Yeah. So let, let's say, you know, Phil, you, you write a blog post. and I do. I do. I wrote many a blog post. You wrote many a blog post. And it might be, here is a great plugin for your website. This plugin will, will you know. Okay. Uh, let's, so let's if, that plug, yeah. if that plugin goes tits up, basically, am I to blame? Because I well, recommended it. Not necessarily, potentially, you know, but what, what you really are thinking is, well, what's the risk? Because am I going to come along and let's say I add the Yoast plugin, which is one that we you, we call out quite a lot and it is quite valuable. But let's say something goes wrong with the Yoast plugin um, and it doesn't index the content on your site correctly. So all of a sudden your content, your, your site maths might be duplicating. So Google might be punishing you in, in the search engine ranks rankings uh, and your website could be, you know, could be plummeting. So, so there is a risk to people if they actually do, you know, take action or a potential risk. So that is something that we need to bear in mind. And I suppose if we, if we keep that in, in the back of our minds uh, for the moment, I'll, I'll loop back onto that point. But then we move on to the next, the next thing to ask is, you know, what's the cost of inaction to a reader, you know? So, you know, does it actually cost some somebody something if they don't follow the advice or if they don't take action. So what's the cost of inaction? So you wrote a post about uh, editing recently. Very, very good. Check it out on the site. Um, and it basically, you know, editing, I mean, what are the two big risks to editing? Well, well one is your reputation is going to get damaged if yeah. you if you haven't edited or even proofread correctly. Or I suppose the second piece that can probably come up is you're going to waste time because you're going to edit it manually yourself instead of using one of the many tools that you list in that article. So straight away, the the reader, you know, they probably don't think about this. You know, they're not asking themselves, what's the cost of inaction to me here? But subconsciously, they're kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, I could save time or I could just spend time on it, you know. So straight away, these these things start kicking around. And this can also kind of help help you form the language that you write your blog or you write your content in if you're kind of dropping this in and sometimes you might need to to call it out so you know if you're kind of saying this is going to save you time because you won't have to manually edit your your blog post because this piece of software will actually it will pick up your your spelling errors mm -hmm. and it will pick up your incorrect use of grammar how to build and monetize your blog this is content academy do you think it's a case then that you really have to do that? That you have to kind of call it out and go, okay, the temptation here is to read this and kind of go, yeah, that makes sense, but not actually do anything with it. Or do you really, you know, and then have this actually, well, if you don't do anything, here's what's going to happen. It's actually worse to do nothing than it is to spend 
15 minutes and even half arse it like do you, do you think you really need to get into that mode where you've got to spell it out for people that in fact inaccurate or inactivity is worse than you know actually half hours in the activity yeah well i think i think you absolutely do and i, I suppose where it kind of comes down to is like it's a value proposition so your post is going to give value to the reader you know they're going to get something from it but if we think about that so i suppose let's let's take um you know let's take the example of your your article which spoke about tools for editing and and let's specifically you know focus on grammarly so that says well if you use that it's you're gonna it's gonna pick up spelling errors it's gonna help you repeat words you're gonna stop you from repeating words Mm -hmm. and it's going to I suppose pick up that bad grammar, you know, as I struggle to speak, <laughs> ironically enough. Is Grammarly for audio available? Yeah, I'll be the first be. customer. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Guys, get in touch. I will test it out to max. But if we if we look at that and we start looking at that in all seriousness, so let's 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 play that through. So the value there is really, really high. The value is, well, okay, it's gonna it's gonna save me time and it's gonna increase or it's gonna improve the quality of how. Um, I, my blog posts read so straight away that that that's that's value that that's going to help me so you've shown me how to do that so now we're on to the you know the value proposition really is the value that, that the piece of content brings less the cost to the to the reader so so the cost the first cost is going to be time so your article you know it's it's lengthy enough but it's it's not long enough to put me off reading it certainly so so i'll have to put in maybe five ten minutes reading through it yeah that's not too bad you know if that post was 20 pages if that post was 10,000 words i you know then all of a sudden that cost is higher so you'd again, want to be, you'd want to be delivering some serious value to take my time for half an hour yeah and let's face it we probably won't <laughs> um and so then we have the other let the, and if we develop that through well, what else am i going to have to do well you know the the other i suppose the the risks associated to it well i'm going to have to start using the app so i have to install it in my browser if I, you know, get the the full version, I have to download it and, and install it locally. So again, the risks are it could mess up my browser, it could mess up, it could affect the performance of, let's say, if I do my blogging in Word, uh, as I do from time to time, it might affect the performance of of Word because I've got another plugin working, which is is pretty heavy and is is always talking to the internet. So again, um, that that's a that's another risk there. Uh, and then there's also the additional time that I'll need after I read your article, Phil. As valuable as it is, you're not going to tell me everything I need to know. I'm still going to have to figure out to use this plugin a little bit. I'm still going to have yeah. to actually give it time. So I'm left in the position now of going, well, here's the clear value. It will save me time and improve the quality of my my blog through having much better editing. In the long run. Yes, in the long run. However, I've got to invest time to read the article. I've got right, to take okay. the risk of actually installing the plugins. I've then got to spend a bit of time learning how to use it. I've then got to spend a bit of time incorporating it into my process. So, you know, consciously or subconsciously, the, the reader is taking all of, is considering all of this, you know, and we kind of think, oh, I'm not going to be bothered with that. So if we, if we come back to your point of view, kind of say inactivity is worse than, you know, you know, bad activity, let's say, um, not necessarily so, but I do think it, it's really right that you call it out to the, to the um you know to your reader well this is the benefit that it's going to get and and this is what it's going to cost you and you don't have to use that language or be that that specific but again getting the mindset going well look you will have to put a little bit of time in here to learn how to use this app you will have to install it however the long-term results are every single blog post that you create from here on in if you can use this are 
going to be faster and they are going to be better written. Every single one. That That's a huge win. So all of a sudden I'm like, well, you know what? The value proposition is there. I should probably proceed with this if you're serious about blogging, you know. If you're serious. But no, I mean, it's just curious <laughs> that, I mean, and even I'm thinking about stuff I write, I don't know how often um, I've really spent the time to call it out clearly that, you know, if you kind of make the assumption that people aren't going to take action. So if we assume that 100% of the time people won't do anything, well, then it's really the job is on you to show them, well, you should, and this is why. And it's not just because it checks your grammar and it, it'll make sure you have no spelling mistakes or looks for duplicates and stuff like that. It's actually going to improve the quality of your blog. It's going to improve the perception of your blog, of your knowledge on the subject, of your expertise and your overall brand. So it's not just about spelling and grammar. It's about what the effect of having proper spelling and grammar can do for you as a blogger and a writer. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, let's face it, we, we create content, it generally gets found organically or people click on it from following us on social media. So we make the assumption that this is content that people are going to want to read if they are, you know, lucky enough to, to come across it. However, you know, sometimes maybe we need to, uh, yeah, they might look at it, but if we we probably want to get that value proposition across early as possible after you're, you know, after the hook of the first line and you've you know, you've got that hook in there, you've got my attention, you've piqued my interest. Well, at some point, get that value proposition in. And as you say, it's not as simple as just saying, oh, well, this will, you know, improve your spell check. Okay, well, that, that's one, you know, your reduced spelling errors. That's one part, as you're saying. But what, it's what kind of, is it's that kind of big deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, like, I know that. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. happy with my bad spelling and my dodgy grammar. But, you know, but no, I, and that's just something we're thinking about. I mean, it's, and um, as as we're talking through this, I'm kind of going. I'm I'm kind of guilty of not doing that myself the whole time. Yeah, and and look, nobody does. We we don't follow a perfect process on anything all the time. Um, but if you are, maybe it's maybe this is a piece of content that you're actually going to look to to farm out. You're going to look to guest posts because you want to get links back. That might get the extra bit of consideration that 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 it deserves. So, I suppose it probably naturally brings us on to well, what are the questions to make our content more valuable? So we've. We've kind of touched upon how the, how the reader is thinking mm. um, and, and their mindset consciously, subconsciously. I mean, that really is kind of how I approach stuff when, when I come across it. And, you know, if it's brilliant, I'll, I'll read it now. And, you know, if it's mildly amusing I, or mildly interesting, I might save it for later and uh, or I'll just click away and I'll forget about it. And, yeah. you know, that's that. I, I, I generally find that even the stuff I save for later, I'm struggling to get back to. This is Content Academy. Yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, it has to be a really great piece of content to get you back there. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I store stuff away, I hive content away because I'm I like, tons of it that's saved. interesting. Yeah, yeah tons of it. And then if I've, if I've, let's say I'm writing an article on it, so I was writing an article on tags and categories, I had a lot of stuff saved on that from a long, long time ago that I was able to jump back in and kind of go, oh, yeah, 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 brilliant to have that there. But there was the value proposition wasn't there for me to actually jump in and actually start, you know, working on it, which is interesting. But so I suppose if, if we think about what, what, you know, what can make your content valuable, you know, defining the problem, you know, you know, what does your content solve? I mean, very simple. What, what is someone going to get from it? You know, so for me, it's, it's really you're either going to solve a problem. You're going to show me how to do something. And you can argue that's one and the same or you're going to entertain me. You're, and, and that's that's really all we're going to get. So what, what's going to happen? So look, we'll focus on 
you know, the solving the problem, the how to, because although you're very entertaining, Phil, you're not in the entertainment business yet. So when not you get there, <laughs> not just yet, but when you do get there, you know, then we can talk about that. And um, so then the next thing, so these are kind of, these are kind of questions I'd be asking myself. I've had the idea. I might've done a bit of research. Is this a blog post I should go and write? So the first thing is, you know, define the problem that it solves. Then I'd be looking at, well, well how important is this problem? Is this a small problem that is kind of insignificant? Is this a massive problem? Is it somewhere in between? Typically, we're hoping for something in between where, you know, a blog post you might be able to address, solve, or at least go some way towards solving it. If it's a huge problem, so, you know, how do I make my online business profitable? You're probably not going to be able to answer that in a single blog post. No. Um, but there, there might be elements of it. So you yeah. might be saying, well, affiliate marketing is one way you can make your blog profitable. So we're going to talk about affiliate marketing, for example. Um, other things to think about, how much time is it going to take? Not to harp on about that too much, but you know, how much additional resources, what are needed for this? As we say, do people need to go and do any? Uh, do they need to go and get some software plugins? And what about, that, sorry to cut across, you know, what about, what's, go ahead, what, what about what's already out there? So, I mean, one of the big things is that a big barrier for people is they come up with an idea and they think, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then they kind of realize it's been done and you're kind of going, right, well, it's already been done. Should I still do it? So, I mean, how much of a part does, does the kind of the competition play in all this? Well, massive. Um, and it, it is really, really key because, you know, we, we speak about the risks, we speak about solution, but I mean, one of the questions um, that I was going to come on to is competition. And, and it really is, you know, can you make a piece of content better than what's already out there? Maybe you can, maybe you can't. I mean, if you, if, I mean, if you look at Duncan Bannatyne, you know, you know, very famous dragon, um, he's had a lot of success in business, didn't start practicing business until he was 29, 30. So he always just went to try and make his businesses slightly better than what's already out in the market. Um, and again, you know, that got him great success with nursing homes. He was able to, to take, you know, blow the industry away, but just with a kind of maybe a five or a 10% improvement and a little bit of efficiency. So what, what's the competition like out there? You know, for example, as we've frequently come across, is there a video for that at the moment? You know, maybe there's not, if there's no video for it, then that's perhaps an avenue that you can go down. Um, also looking at, you know, how much, how big are the, are the other posts? Can you, can you solve the problem in a shorter amount of time? Yeah. Um, can you take a different angle on it? Maybe necessarily, maybe, um, it could be how not to do affiliate marketing. You know, you could take, even take a different slant on it and kind of focus on that because maybe there's, you know, millions of people telling you how to do it, but there's not people kind of saying how you shouldn't do it. So yeah. but again, if competition is too high, maybe you should walk away from the blog post. We don't want to hear that, but I would say most of the time, don't let that put you off. But look, let's face it. If you're going for something which you're potentially never going to rank for, maybe it's not a bad move to step away. Finding your voice, building your tribe, increasing engagement. This is Content Academy. Yeah, and that's, listen, some, again, like you said, we don't always like being told we can't, but sometimes right now isn't the time to kind of take on that challenge. Um, and I like the idea you're saying about is there a video available for it? I mean, we, we've used um, a number of tools over the years for SEO and stuff like that, but with... Um, with Moz at the moment, you can see the search results, the, the returns for 
for different queries and you can see what what shows up so whether it's a featured snippet whether it's an image a video whether it's just a blog post and that'll give you an idea maybe as to what's missing so when you're searching for key terms it'll show you that there's actually no video showing up for the search results so maybe you want to cover this topic but the medium might need to change in order for you to rank so just absolutely yeah. just, just something to bear in mind and it's a great piece of advice paul um, so i just want to highlight that to people that maybe it's maybe the blog post isn't dead just yet it's just you may need to change the format yeah absolutely um and, and i think that kind of moves us kind of nicely on to the point that you know we're trying to give value to people it, you know value is, is at the heart of all good business but it's about transformation it's not about volume so I mean, a very good case study is is a piece of content that you've written, Phil, uh, and it is custom ghost codes for Snapchat. So that article, you may may or may not know, is only 700 words. It's quite a short article. It's not one of the biggest on the site by a long stretch. Um, But, you know, I suppose subconsciously, you've, you've actually went and delivered a whole lot of stuff. So if I run that through a case study scenario, you know, you've defined the problem. You're showing people how to set up, uh, you know, custom ghost codes. The problem is people want them to be eye-catching. And, and again, this is a big enough problem for people to actually want to take action. How much time is it going to take? Well, it's not very long. It takes a few minutes, yeah, but like maybe in half an hour, you could be you could be sorted. I mean, what additional resources are needed? Well, you know, you need a Snapchat account. Most people who, have already, who are looking to do this actually have one. So so that that's quite low. I mean, what's the risks? You know, they might end up with a dodgy looking custom ghost code, but they can change it straight away. So, so that risk is pretty low. Um, and, you know, if you look at the competition, you know, competition, it was, I, I would say medium. You know, I was looking at it, you know, um, you're ranking number one in Google for that. Um, there's a web, website, interestingly, dedicated to it that you're ranking above. So that that's quite interesting to see. Um, but again, you know, the content was good enough and as you've you've called out there there's a video so the competition didn't have a video so that that could be a contributing factor to your number one ranking and you know the i suppose the cost of inaction you you know you might get fewer followers on snapchat okay that you know, you know people want follows they want people to be you know using them so so that's that's probably enough to make people actually take action which is probably the reason that they've found your post now if, if you'd call that how to get more followers on snapchat good luck to you <laughs> you are not going to rank top of google um, but you you know you've you've went down and gotten focused so you have got on top of google and gotten the traffic rewards because of it so all in all um you know that article uh, is is a really highly valuable article which is a great value proposition so again you probably weren't thinking of that at the time you were just going out and solving a problem but it's a great example of a piece of content that actually ticks all those boxes. Yeah, and you're right. I, I wasn't thinking about that at the time. I, I was just trying to solve a problem with something that uh, I had a problem with that I was trying to do for our Snapchat account, and I couldn't find the right information out there. I managed to piece it together with kind of bits and bobs inside it. You know what? That's worth writing about. If I'm having that problem, obviously other people are too. And I know you alluded to the video that other people didn't have again not something that actually came into my consideration the video was necessary to show people how to do it but the one thing i did that perhaps a lot of people may not have done 
was I embedded that video into the article itself rather than just redirecting them to a YouTube video. I embedded it and that increased the time on, on site, the time on that article, which is a good indicator to Google that the people are reading the content, they're staying with you on your site and that it's obviously the right return for the search query. Um, which also then in turn boosts your SEO. So just a little tip there as well that with that video embedding on the site, increasing your time on page will help your SEO as well as obviously optimizing it properly for the, the right key terms. How to build and monetize your blog. This is Content Academy. Yeah, and um, actually, as you speak, there is somebody from Minneapolis reading that or possibly watching the video. All I can tell by real-time Google Analytics is they are on the website consuming that specific piece of content. So even as we are talking go. here, it is actually working for you. So um, very nice stuff there. As regards, probably the final thing, so we've kind of spoke about, well, the reader's mindset. We've kind of spoke about the questions we should be asking ourselves for content to make it valuable. The one thing I just want to just leave on this point is your content in some form or other is qualifying your reader. And what I mean by that is you are qualifying them potentially into uh, onto an email list to become followers of yours on social media. So really where if you think about the fact that if you are going to monetize or if you are looking at making money out of your blog, you are typically going to make that out of your readers and out of your followers because you're going to be able to solve a problem to help them in their business or in their personal lives or whatever it is. So you could also be thinking about your content. Well, well, does this serve you know, the monetization purpose of my blog? You know, does does this qualify a person in to actually, you know, perhaps buy from me at some point in the future? So, um, again, if we, you know, if we look at some stuff that we've we've done some stuff on SEO, for example, and we have some courses and we have some stuff on SEO, um, you know, coming up, which is going to help people get more traffic and, and save time blogging. And, and that is essentially it. So we know that if people come to their email list from via SEO, that yet yeah, there's a quite good chance we've actually qualified them as potential people who might actually want to purchase those products from us. And um, if we look at Instagram, um, Phil, you've done some amazing content on Instagram. It gets a lot of traffic. Why, thank you. We don't have any Instagram products in the pipeline. And that's not to say that the you know the products or services that we come along with um, wouldn't benefit somebody who maybe needed to learn how to make a great Instagram bio to, to focus on one of your articles that performed very well. Um, but if we were looking at creating an Instagram uh, product, it would make more sense. So ultimately, think about the, I suppose, how you're going to monetize the blog or how you're you looking to bring an income in uh, and this is a way to qualify people for that, because if you can bring enough people on board who have, I suppose, these kind of small problems related to whatever your product or service is going to be, the better chance you have of actually getting them to, you know, let's say, eventually buy from you. And again, one more thing to consider, you could go down many rabbit holes. I like to try to keep it as simple as possible. You know, where's the value for the reader? You know, do does my blog, does my you know content solve that? Is it better than competition? Is it enough to get people to take action? And is it qualifying them to actually consume either more of my content or actually go uh, and purchase from us? So that is probably what the, the final thing I'd like to just add in there. And 
I think it's relevant because again, I see a lot of disparate blog posts out there, a lack of focus and people then wonder why they get a lack of results. Yeah. I mean, trying to figure out where your content sits in the overall scheme um, is certainly something I think people need to consider. Um, I mean, it is great to have an idea for a blog post and get really enthusiastic about it, do a bit of research, spend your time writing it. And there's nothing wrong with the content is great content. It stands on its own two legs and it does wonders for you. But what's the end goal? What's the point of it? Does it fit in with your strategy for this quarter, for the next quarter, for your year? Is it really going to help you closer to where you want to be? Or is it just a great piece of content? And sometimes it is just a great piece of content without any real kind of goal for it. And that's why we always sit down and we plan out our our content a quarter at a time. And we know where we're going and what our goals for it are. So when we really set our goals, then we set our content. Whereas unfortunately, some people are setting their content and then hoping they reach a goal. Yeah hoping hoping is not going to get it there get you there is it like when you really think about it no and it's it's, it's not the listen, way to go don't get me wrong there's like i don't want to be putting a downer on it you know but it's just that it does take a bit of forward thinking if you yeah. want to really make a push um to kind of monetize your blog i don't think you can just um throw out some blog posts and then put a product together um or offer yeah. coaching or whatever whatever way you <laughs> plan on monetizing um, yeah. i think it does take planning you need to figure out what it is you bring to the table how you can best serve your audience and then you need to kind of pretty much exemplify that through your free content before you can even think about uh, trying to get someone to to hand over their hard yeah. money for what you're trying to teach and it's yeah it's it's just one of those things it's a horse before the cart situation that a lot of people don't seem to think about so i like the fact that you flagged it there paul it's 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 one of the biggest issues i see at the moment with a lot of bloggers who are wondering why they aren't able to monetize it's that they're creating content that's just it's just not closely aligned with how they're trying to monetize i suppose is the best way of putting it yeah absolutely and then it leads to you know a lack of motivation because they don't see the end game they don't see where it's going they they kind of yeah, get yeah. this illusion i've got followers and i've got readers but look what's the point it's, yeah, you know it's taking yeah. money and time oh yeah, you get the whole this content marketing doesn't work blogging doesn't work you can't make money blogging well you know you can it's just you're not using yeah. it right i mean if you yeah. think about if you think about it logically a screwdriver is no use for hammering a nail doesn't mean the screwdriver well, doesn't bad. work. You can turn it around and hit it with the handle a few times, but you probably won't get the results. You exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> the point I'm making. If it's not going to work properly if you don't use it right. So, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to dismiss this stuff because they're not doing it right. That that means it doesn't work. That's not true. I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things. But listen, Paul, there's so much in there. Um, and sure. you wrote an article all about this for anyone who wants to go and read it. So I'll put a link to it in today's show notes. Uh, you can get it over on the blog. Um, and for all of today's show notes, you can head over to content.academy forward slash episode 67. It's episode 67 for today's show notes. I think we'll wrap it up there. It's 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 good to be back just the two of us, Paul. Oh, it is. It's, it's nice, isn't it? You know, we arrange it around our own, uh, I suppose, around our own schedule as yeah, well. Yeah, it's actually, it's cool, really, right? that's one of the strangest parts uh, is that we're able to go, 
when would you like the podcast? I don't know, Paul. When would yeah. you like the podcast? To be able yeah, to do it on our own schedule, it's actually pretty nice um, oh, for a change. Great, Not yeah. to say that our guests have been awkward in any way, shape, or manner, but uh, sometimes it's just a little bit awkward trying to fit in the uh, hey. the interviews. They're global people, and they're always gone somewhere. So they're it's always, always busy. Tough. Yeah, busy, busy people. One, one thing I'll just, I'll just add in there, just to call out on that article itself, you are all about actionable and there is actually actionable within that, that article itself, which you know shows you how to create content that people actually will want. And it is using the formula of a survey. So we ran a survey in at Christmas time and it was very, very successful because it gave us a lot of insight on what people wanted to know about. Uh, and what I do there is I talk you through how you can actually run a survey and you don't need your own audience to survey. We actually, you know, did it in another group, which is within the same niche. Uh, we didn't use our own our own group. So all that is in there. And I think that is probably the right place to, to wrap it up. And uh, as the shepherd says, get the flock out of here. <laughs> yes, let's get the flock out of here indeed. Folks, thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget, it's content.academy forward slash episode 67 for all of today's show notes. And until next week, have a good one. You have been listening to the Content Academy podcast. If you would like to comment on any of today's show or subscribe to the series, find us at content.academy forward slash podcast.